0: Come back to Circle the Sewer with Joe and Jake. I got my buddy here, Joe, with me. Fresh off of a weekend, how are we doing? Doing well, man. It's a great
1: weekend. Went uh, ice fishing with some buddies there on Lake Tonka oh, Saturday, yeah. so it's good to spend some time with them. And it's pond hockey tournament going on as well, so caught up. Did on you that get a little in on bit. it? I did not. I did not. Back check, forecheck, uh, paycheck. There we go. But we just stuck to the, the ice fishing. Uh, didn't catch any fish. But yeah, it was a good time. How about you? How's your weekend down in losers? Did you drink did you down?
0: drink drink some beers while you're fishing at least? I had a couple beers. Some pops, some pops, sorry, sorry, pops. Pops. Oh, yeah, yeah, Pop. Some shooters. <laughs> no, that's uh Ah, my weekend was good. I was down in Florida. Um was uh my buddy got married, was actually in the wedding, first wedding I've ever been in. Nice. Um, so that was sweet. Got the We had some sick blue suits. It was nasty on the beach. He picked us out vans. We had white vans we were wearing. Oh, it was sick. I was sweating so much. Those sun was on my back. Pits were getting real, real wet. Okay. uh,
1: Okay. I see you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was a good time. We, uh, it was a blast. It was, uh, down in, uh, right off, um, Sanibel Harbor. So it was was a beautiful weekend. Beautiful weekend down there. Um, weather's great down there. Sanibel's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, went to Sanibel Island. Um me and uh Haley actually went there for Valentine's Day, almost got stuck out there because we got an Uber out there and then we were going back and we had to go to the airport and we we're like, I don't know if an Uber will come because the traffic getting on and off that island is terrible because there's only one way. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was brutal, but uh we made it. Um uh we both made our flight and uh back out in Minnesota. I'm actually going back down to Florida this weekend to see my grandparents, so I'll be in uh Venice area between Fort Myers and uh, Tampa. So uh, look at you,
1: man! So I'm trying to catch some the, rays, to the get country, some vitamin
0: D. You know, get uh, gotta get some sun before I go to AZ. But uh, yeah, so good weekend uh, overall. Tons of sports to get to. Uh, we uh, we recorded last, uh, I think it was Tuesday, right? Yeah, I guess we dropped the episode Wednesday morning. So, lots to get to. Lots to get to. We're gonna be talking about Super Bowl, obviously. Uh. I think everybody was paying attention to that. Um, halftime show was electric, Joe. Uh, do you, you love it? Do you love the halftime show? I did like it.
1: It was really cool. It was great yeah, it was to sick. see 50, 50 cent looking like a dollar out there. Oh upside yeah. Down, he was, so.
0: Big, big boy. It was cool. Uh, we're going to cover some NBA. We've got some trades. Um, Ben Simmons, James Harden trade went down. Finally. Thank you. I'm going to get into that. I got kind of got a lot to say on that. Um, Dame Lillard kind of talk about his future in Portland and, uh, talk about some other stuff um, in the league too. Then we're going to get to NHL, which is there's been a lot of fun stuff happening as we come up on the trade deadline approaching. Uh, we got uh, the Toffoli trade. Uh, we got some head coaching changes. We've got um, a lot happening. And then uh, we'll be talking about that. going to talk about the wild a little bit. And then uh, we're going to cover a little bit of golf too with the probably the most exciting non-major tournament in the country this year and uh uh I didn't watch it admittedly but Joe did and I saw some highlights so
1: uh unbelievable fun.
0: She'll be fun uh last thing before we uh get into the Super Bowl is uh Joe bet his uh he put a bet down that he would shave his head and get a head tattoo if the Canadians make the Eastern Conference championship which as we'll get into later in this oh, yeah. episode, is looking on that. But there is a chance. There is a chance. It's one of the worst so. hockey
1: teams I've ever seen.
0: Uh, facts. Facts. Um, you got anything else, Joe, before we hop into the Super Bowl here?
1: Uh, no. It's excited. Got a lot coming up here on this episode. But yeah, we can get right into it with the Super Bowl then.
0: All right. Well, let's get it rocking and rolling then. Let's, um, let's get it initial going. Initial thoughts. Initial thoughts. We got a 23 20 win. Rams over the Bengals, like I called it, three-point victory. I said 31-28, 20, but I picked the do, I, huh? I thought
1: the Rams were going to smoke them.
0: Jeez, plenty of thoughts throughout the game. Sure seemed like it too, huh?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, overall feedback kind of on that. Um, I always had the Rams winning going into it, but then, I mean, what was it? Cincinnati was leading going in that last couple of minutes there. So it was pretty surreal. I didn't think – I was just like the whole game. I was like, L.A. is going to pull this off. And then as time was winding down, I was like, oh, my God, Cincinnati might do this but then in the end, LA pulled it off there. So that was uh, pretty crazy to see there kind of with the holding calls and all the penalties going on within the game too. But uh, Joe Burrow, man, hell of a quarterback. Cincinnati's got a great future ahead of him too. So uh, Cincinnati, if you're a fan of the Bengals, I'd be excited about that. And then kind of with the, with the Rams, uh, they just had a hell of a team, the super team, I like to call it. So yeah, that's kind of my overall feedback on it. I thought it was a pretty great game. Halftime show was unbelievable too. So yeah, overall, I thought it was a great game and Glad I picked the Rams to win that one.
0: <laughs> yeah, put probably should have put some money on it. But uh yeah. um Bengals did cover for all of our uh, Betting fans out there. I believe they're plus four and a half going to that game. So um that was my uh insider look as I thought the Rams were gonna win and the Bengals were gonna cover. And it was a three-point game. Um but yeah, Joe touched on it quickly the controversial calls from the refs. Um it kind of was seemed like the refs weren't really a part of the game until seemed like the last couple of minutes, which was, you know, I guess you you can see it both ways, you know, letting them play throughout the majority of the game and then deciding to, I guess, blow the whistle in some big opportunity or big moments there towards the end of the game, which, you know, you could say what you want about that. But uh, I I thought a couple of the calls could go either way. Um, I thought the, the face mask, uh, and T. Higgins on the Jalen Ram- Ramsey on that play down the field was kind of, it looked a little incidental, but I kind of thought that Ramsey was already like falling over. So I kind of thought that play was, sure. you know, I, I mean, Higgins. I feel like you do. That's such a tough call to call like live live and that fast. Like, well, you I, think don't, the, I don't think anybody would have been able to call that. So, and the refs behind the play, like he's out of bounds, you know, like the, the there's no way he could see it inside. Like, you know, Higgins' hand was on the inside of the field. So, um that was a big play obviously the the pass interference holding call towards the end on um cooper cup was a big one too right at the goal line there Um, yeah that one
1: was bad that's one i didn't like
0: yeah that one was that one felt a little soft for me but um you know i guess every every big game kind of has those calls where you can say uh one way or the other which is part of sports in my opinion which is a great thing about sports is that um the refs do come into play in these i shouldn't say i love that but it is it is part of the sport which makes it fun to talk about at least probably not so much if you're you know playing on one side or the other or if you're you know got money on the game and you know you had money on the Bengals. then obviously that sucks but uh i felt like the rams were going to score there regardless um but did knows? you think
1: the did you think when the Rams score that like, because when I was watching, I was like, okay, the Rams are gonna score here, but did you think the Bengals would at least tie that game up after they scored?
0: You know, after and those and first I...
1: two plays they had, what was it like the pass to Jamar? And then I think it was to the Boyd, I believe it was yep. better T. Higgins. I'm like, oh, they're yep. for sure going a field goal.
0: Well, and it felt like one of those things too that um eh you know, the it, the comparisons going up to the Super Bowl and and just this playoffs is as, as, as Burrow wins each of these games is, you know, naturally it's everybody's comparing him to Brady, this and that. And going into it, it felt like a Brady moment. You know what I mean? Where he's got the ball with like two minutes left in the Super Bowl. He can drive down the field at, at worst, you know, get a field goal, tie it, send it to OT, or he can drive down, get a touchdown, they win the game, right? Felt like that moment, like all this buildup, all this talk about Burrow, and he kind of got his chance. And know the drive ended up being faltered large in part to aaron donald but yeah i thought for sure they were going to at least get a field goal especially with mcpherson back there it didn't seem like they had to get very far with his leg um but yeah i think that would have been nuts at the end of the day at the end of the day it came down to aaron donald just dominating the line it seemed like any big play any big moment when the Rams were on defense, they needed to stop. It was Aaron Donald was there. He made an impact. He made that sack fourth and one that he's forced it, you know, he made the one arm stop on uh, P. Ryan and third and first, um, you know, it's just plays like that where, you know, he's an interior defensive lineman. So right off the get-go, it's not like Aaron Donald's going to get all the attention in the world because he's, you know, he's not the, I should say the position isn't going to get Aaron Donald now, obviously, with his career and how good he's been, does get all the attention. But I think outside of that, that position is kind of just like a. It's kind of like the offensive line, you know. You don't get as much love all the time, but um, when those big plays happen, they really impact the game in a crazy way. And Burrow getting sacked seven times um, in the Super Bowl is pretty crazy. I mean, that's that's a ton, and he got sacked nine times against the Titans early in the yeah, playoffs. So it's
1: yeah, that's what they're going to go. They're big off season. They're going all low line. So, draft and everything that they're going to sign people. I feel like some free agents know kind of with how since he obviously they went to the Super Bowl and kind of how it's turning around there. I feel like some kind of bigger end free agents might look at Cincinnati, and be like, Hey, should we run it back? Or I don't know. I, I don't know. I feel like they might get a little more free agents after this past year.
0: I mean, hard not to think that you know guys want to go play that. I mean, you know, Jamar Chase, T Higgins, Joe Mixon, like. Burrow obviously a quarterback like you've got options you've got potential there and it's their defense wasn't bad I thought the defense you know like it was kind of this knock on their defense all year It was just like oh Joe Burrow's carrying the team this and that which you know he definitely had his moments but at the same time like their defense wasn't wasn't the end-all be-all why they lost I obviously it looks like it came down to their offensive line and so yeah free agents um drafting you know it seems like there's a pretty clear choice of what they need to do moving forward you know i think they'll be Burrow, trading what 70 sacks this year yeah
1: that's yeah that's bad they'll be Which trading I think is,
0: yeah so uh be interesting what they do this offseason obviously very young team lots of potential to be back years um but i think one thing too i
1: had with that with like even uh so going into that that final drive there imagine they tie that up with a field goal and they go to overtime and whoever wins that toss wins the super bowl on that first drive yeah like how mad would people be I, even if like the Bengals ended up winning on that drive that's got it like that rules i feel like already got to change after this past off season so i feel like going into that i would have just been so frustrated to see the super bowl and on just that first drive. Us,
0: and then the first drive so that would have been frustrating so i'm i see i do get the frustration there but i'm also like on the other okay so on the other side of it you saw in the, what was it, the Chiefs-Bills game, Mahomes gets the ball in overtime, right? And it goes down and scores, and the game's over, right? And then, um, what game was it? Oh, it was the, the Bengals-Chiefs game, right? Chiefs, yeah. overtime again, Chiefs get the ball, they get stopped by the Bengals' defense, and the Bengals go down and score. Um, so I see both sides of it, because at the end of the day, it's not a guarantee that that team that wins the coin toss is going to go down and score right away. I do Mm -hmm. think there should be an adjustment to that rule. But I I think just to – disc. I think, obviously, in the Bills-Chiefs game, there was so much offense going on that it seemed like whoever was going to win that coin toss was going to win the overtime and win the game because it didn't seem like a defense was going to get a stop there. But in other games, I feel like there are other stops. And, yeah, probably don't want to see a Super Bowl – you know, and that way, but there is a chance that, you know, let's say the Bengals, win the coin toss, they get the ball, the Rams could have stopped them. I mean, they stopped them, you know, last drive of the game anyway. So I think, I think it, and yeah, you're right. I think it should be changed, but I also don't think it's like the take it, like everybody's as so crazy that it's like, Oh, it's the worst thing sure. ever. Whoever wins the coin toss wins the game. It's like, well, it's still football. Like you still have to go out there and score the touchdown right away. And not every team can do that. Not every team has Patrick Mahomes, or Josh Allen in that game, you know what I mean? And so even Patrick Mahomes the next week, you know, he was struggling in the second half and went into overtime and they couldn't score. They couldn't get the drive. So, um, but yeah, um, I guess going into a little bit more in in Joe Burrow too, uh, he, you know, all the, like I said earlier with all the comparisons to Brady, um, how quickly does this loss do you think changes how people view him? Obviously, you know, he's, still in only his second season, first full season, takes him to a Super Bowl, ends up losing, obviously, but I don't think there was any question that they were the underdog in that game the whole way and kind of the underdog all the way through the playoffs. Do you think Burrow is still as good as everybody says he is? Is he still the future of the NFL or is he, I don't want to say anything bad because obviously he's still a stud and, Super talented, but I mean, where does he fall for you? I guess now after that yeah, loss. Yeah,
1: I think I mean I think there's just the whole new era of those AFC quarterbacks with like him, Herbert, who else am I missing Lamar? All those guys coming out of the AFC. I feel like that's gonna be the new wave, Josh Allen, Mahomes, obviously. Yep. Um, so yeah, just after that super bowl, I thought he played well. It's just gonna be keeping that mentality, I think. With Cincinnati, they just got to keep that. We went to the Super Bowl, we got to keep winning mentality. They can't go back. Like if they go next year and they win three games, oh, okay. there's they no way keep Three games, though, right? I know, but I mean, they just got to add some more people, but I definitely think they will with free agents too, because people are going to see that and they're like, all right, this team's got what it takes. So yeah, I definitely see Joe Burrow. I I think that was a big stone for him. He just kept that cool, calm demeanor the whole game. I thought when I was watching, I was like, Oh my God, like this, like I'm watching the Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl right now. He just seems so calm and looked like he has been there before too. So I think that's, what's going to really help him throughout his career. And I think that's what's going to make him kind of that next level jump. Um, I think once again, it's going to be him, Herbert, uh, Lamar and Mahomes and all those guys, but I think Josh Allen and Mahomes are going to be kind of going back and forth. I would take Josh Allen or Mahomes to be in the Super Bowl next year if I had to go with that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, which also both those teams are are stacked too. The Chiefs and Bills are loaded, so it's like they've got the pieces around them. So um, if you're a betting person, you got to think, yeah, one of those two. But at the same time, you know, if Burrow gets somewhat of an offensive line, it's I mean, it, it, the AFC's scary, and I think yeah. that's why it's so tough to just sit here and say, well, this one team's going to be there year after year after year. And it's like, well, we thought the same thing about the chiefs two years ago. Right. And they, and they've been there, but they have only one, one. Right. And I think that's just, yeah. Can't something we one, talked one, right? about in the I feel first, like they've episode, been in the last too.
1: 10 Super Bowls,
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's just part of, again, being compared to Brady and the Patriots and what they did and always being there. It's just like so hard to do that all the time. And um, it'll be interesting moving forward to see what the Bengals do. I think, like yeah. you said, they, they
1: got to they be strong in that, that division, man. Like I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised oh, yeah, if the Bengals won it. Right. Like, exactly. The Ravens they got to that division. I, the Steelers are going to get last. I think, I think it's going to go, my prediction for that division next year is going to be Baltimore, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Pittsburgh.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, the, right. And I don't think that's, that's crazy to think and we'll see what Pittsburgh happens with a quarterback. But if, you know, I don't know if this is going to happen, but let's say Aaron Rodgers goes to Pittsburgh you know what I mean? That like not the Bengals could be fighting to even make the playoffs. You know, like the, you got to remember yeah, that yeah, they, made a, they made it run. But at the end of the day, like the Ravens started eight and three. If Lamar doesn't get hurt, the Ravens probably win the division. This is a completely different story. And I know that sports in general, obviously, like injuries happen. You can't predict them. But at the end of the day, like this whole commentary around Burrow being back, Bengals being back, like it's so hard to do it's so hard to do. And I just think that, especially like you're saying in that division with all the talent and all these guys, and I think the chargers are going to be better next year. Herbert's going to be better, you know, like all these guys, you you act like Burrow's the only guy who wants it in the NFL. And I'm not knocking Burrow, but like, like there are going to be other guys that are going to come out hot next year. And there's going to be teams that are loaded and there's going to be solid teams. and There's going to be new stories every year. And so um, it's just one of those things. I feel like we need to pump the brakes a little bit on like, just selling out on Burrow being the future of the NFL, and it would be awesome if he was, and awesome if he starts competing with Brady for Super Bowls and stuff. But you got to get one first. When you're talking about Burrow, just, <laughs> he doesn't have a Super Bowl yet. Brady has seven. Mahomes has do you one. Th- do you think he'll win one with the Bengals, or do you think it's going to be with
1: someone else? I don't know. I, could, dude, I, I don't know. He does I don't it, even. Like, I could see him getting sick of Cincinnati. Yeah, but he also like, said... he'll be like. I got to get out of here unless they, he gets one in the next three years three or five years. I bet he wins one somewhere else.
0: Yeah. The tough thing is that he does kind of seem like one of those guys who like loves where he's at though. Like he loved being in LSU. He's not from LSU, but he loved being a part of that. And like, I think since he like took him in now. So um, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I, I think he'll win a super bowl but I don't think it's going to be like a ton. I could see him winning one or two, but I just like, like, dude, it's just, I know I keep repeating myself, but I just like, it's so hard for me not to say like, it's the, it's the, it's the freaking NFL like yeah. teams. Like it's you so you rare have to the have dynasty the Super
1: Bowl next year. Would you? No, no chance. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people do. I mean, they were 10 and seven. They just not even know on if that crazy I have, like some some teams four that.
0: in the AFC. Like, like I said, dude, like if the chiefs and Bengals played that game 10 times, I really think the Bengals win twice, maybe three times, right? And that's football. I know it's not a series, so, like, whoever shows up that one day. But, like, in big games, like, you got to think, like, and this goes to the Rams, too. Like, the Rams just have a crazy roster. And at the end of the day, what was the impact? Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald, Matt Stafford, right? Those are the guys, you know? Those are the – and and teams are going to have those guys all the time. And so – I don't know. I think, I think it'll be interesting. Um, but uh, speaking on Stafford, we can move, move off the Bengals for now. And um, a lot has been talked about now, obviously Stafford's out of Detroit, wins the Super Bowl his first year at the Rams. Now everybody wants to talk about, is he a hall of famer or not? Do you think he is a hall of famer? If he retired today, would he be a hall of famer?
1: I would say Yes. I kind of like to look at this. It's interesting. I mean, how to like, how soft are we going to get on who should make the hall of fame? Who shouldn't, but overall, just looking back at his numbers, he does have that super bowl. So I do think he's in the hall of fame. If he doesn't get that super bowl, I don't think he should, but I think that just solidified it since he won the big game.
0: So, okay. How about this? Though? I'll throw it back at you. He has a losing record still
1: overall so, wise in yeah. the NFL.
0: Yeah. Granted, Yes, though every year but this year has been with the Detroit Lions, which is arguably the worst organization in football. But are we like is winning one Super Bowl like is Joe Flacco a Hall of Famer? No. Okay. So he is a Super Bowl. He is a Super Bowl, right? Yeah, but I feel like, and I'm not not saying Joe Flacco and and Matt Stafford have the same career. Don't get me wrong, but but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I get that.
1: But I just think kind of with his overall, like his numbers in Detroit weren't bad. Like with no. him in his prime with Calvin Johnson, I mean, those two are dominant. He brought him to the playoffs. So they just could not get over that up and win. And it was Detroit. Nobody's going to win there. But right. yeah, I just think looking over at his overall numbers, I think he should be in the Hall
0: of Fame. So I think he will be a Hall of Famer, but I think he still has some things to do. Because I think he finishes his career with obviously more passing yards, more passing touchdowns. And he's going to be high on a bunch of those lists um which is definitely obviously a good thing for him but i think at the end of the day like a super bowl does have to matter right and he is the quarterback on that team and yeah. so
1: an mvp would help him too you're like you're right he does need to do a little bit more like i'd put matt ryan in the hall of fame if he had that super bowl against the patriots
0: okay okay yeah no i think I think that's a fair point. I think, I think Stafford is going to be a hall of famer. I just think it's funny how quickly it shifted, you know, it, it, it went with from, just
1: one game, how he won it. Yeah. Like, he's you know, cause hall I think fame. this,
0: this conversation wouldn't be happening. Obviously if you didn't win the super bowl, obviously the focus would be then on burrow is burrow, the future of the NFL, which it was before that. But I just, you know, with, I feel like Stafford too, like being as like dominant as he was in the fourth quarters this year, I think, um, he had like 14 touchdown passes in fourth quarters this year and no interceptions which like say what you want about Stafford in the past like known for forcing it maybe throwing picks here and there like being that good in the fourth quarter when it actually matters the most is pretty impressive and yeah he had a great team and you know obviously but that's not a knock on him just having a good team you know every super bowl team is a good team so i think it's i think it's probably the best thing obviously that could happen to him no doubt is him winning the super bowl and for his hall of fame but i also I don't think what's
1: going to help him too is that he's not done yeah like i was gonna like say if he, today, if he did retire today it would be up in the air i still think he would make it but since he's still going to keep playing i think that's what's going to help his resume out a little bit more
0: right well and who and and you think he wins another one with the rams I don't know, man. I feel like the Rams—they just get that super team
1: vibe. Like, I feel like they they went all out this year. Sure. Like, they don't have a draft pick for I don't know how long, but and they got free agents coming up too. But I mean, I feel like if they keep that system with like the super team here and they keep going out and reaching for each players and trying to win the Super Bowl each year, I feel like they're going to be like looking at the Bengals. I feel like the Bengals could have more success than the Rams if you look at a ten year span, kind of from here on in the next ten years. I could see the Bengals maybe having more success because I feel like the Rams are just in that buy now, buy now, win, and then right. just maybe the Bengals have that
0: long-term success. But that's also like, okay, what do you what do you define success as? You know, the Bengals, let's say, let's talk about the next five years, right? Let's say the Rams win one more Super Bowl and aren't the greatest the other years, but the Bengals make the playoffs every single year but never win a Super Bowl. You know, like, because that's, because at the end of the day, like, you could sell all your picks, or you could keep all your picks and start building something but if you don't win the super bowl like you know what i mean and like yeah. the rams did that this year yeah that's what so i was trying to get at they, pre- the they just bowl. have
1: that more that more team chemistry it's kind of what i was trying to go as
0: yeah like the guys no, are gonna right.
1: be that team i could see that Bengals team being the same team for the next 10 years is what i was trying to say and right as like the rams you could see like
0: i don't Half know lebron come quarterback yeah. for all i know what <laughs> like i feel like they get anyone well, the thing is, is I feel like like they win the Super Bowl and then, like, half the guys on the team, there's, like, rumors of them leaving, free agency, exactly. retiring. Like, they're talking about Aaron Donald retiring. Um,
1: Sean McVay, it's like, what the hell?
0: The, the offensive lineman, uh, was it Whitlock? Yeah, he's done. He retired. You know, like, yeah. that's a big piece. You got Eric Weddle, who came back for, like, five weeks and played, won a Super Bowl. Played, he's, like, two games, and he's like, yeah. yep, Super Bowl. He's going to retire. OBJ just, you know uh, – towards ACL. He's just an LA guy. He is an LA guy. I wouldn't be shocked if OBJ was back which but I mean he's who knows when he comes back that's the same knee twice now right?
1: Yeah I think it's like when I was reading over the reports I think it shouldn't keep him out at the beginning of next season. It might miss him a couple weeks but
0: yeah I sometimes forget that ACL like recoveries are like six months now. I feel like they used to be like a whole year thing but now it's only like Ever since, since like, the second one, I bet it's ever just since, like ever since our boy AP just kind of went off that one year and like came back yeah. in like six months and then dude, he was nasty for the Vikings. Oh, he was so much fun to watch. He almost broke Eric Dickerson's record. Now, I was watching the highlights from that game recently. Do you remember that game when he, Which he one? like, uh, the final game? Uh, I I want to see He was a pack the 200 yards or whatever. No, 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 it was the final game of the season. He was trying to break Eric Dickerson's. Oh yeah, he's rushing. like 10 yards away. Yeah, and he was like, but they had to kick a field goal to win the game or whatever. That was such that was so bad. But do you remember that
1: highlight of him when he ran that guy over in Pittsburgh? Oh yeah. Yeah,
0: that was that was sweet. He is he's dude, he's so electric. Um yeah. Well, any any last thoughts on the Super Bowl or anything football related?
1: Uh yeah, just kind of going into that too, with OBJ Von Miller they all have a lot of free
0: agencies too
1: kind of going into the Rams. I do think OBJ will be back Von Miller. I don't think kind of just reading the reports here. I think he's going to test free agency and I do think since with that Super Bowl there, I think he's just going to try to go lock up a deal. I think I wouldn't be surprised if he goes back to Denver. How old is Von Miller? We
0: we'll do. It see. See. I mean, he I feel like he's been around for forever. 32. Which, 32? Okay. Yeah. It's
1: from Dallas. Yeah,
0: I mean, always, yeah, dude. I think that's such an interesting thing too. Is like, if you're a free agent, like you just won a Super Bowl with the team, like, don't you at least like try to sign it? I don't know. Just part of me is like, like being on teams in the past, and like, like don't you, like you win something with those teammates. Like, I, I know it's a business at the end of the day, and these guys are you know making more money, and i I you know, but. But like, wouldn't you want to go back and like try to win another one with that team? It's especially in LA, man. I'd go back. Right? Like Von Miller seems very LA too, even though with that weird haircut he has. Do, it, can we talk about that? Like, what uh, is what? he the one with the thing on the back yeah. of his head? He's got yeah, a chunk. This of hair. What's his
1: face has it too, James Conner.
0: Yeah, he Arizona. does. Arizona. I don't get it. I mean, I must be missing something. I guess you should try it. No, I don't think I'd look that good with it. I mean I think you know if I'm if I'm Von Miller on the Super Bowl I might look decent with it but yeah I don't know I think I I could see Von Miller going back uh, I don't know if the Rams are money wise going to be able to even afford him uh, we'll, we'll see but um I think they they have some way that they're, they're figuring out around cap space cuz there's no way they should be able to pay all these guys and they do so but who knows? And
1: a hot take. Next year, Super Bowl, Bills, Cowboys. Bills won in the Super Bowl.
0: Cowboys in the Super Bowl.
1: I'll bet you. To.
0: I'll bet you they no chance.
1: I'm I'm on this podcast for taking hot takes, man. I got the Caps, Avs. I got the Bills, Cowboys. Who did I pick? Bucks.
0: year, Super Bowl.
1: Dude, the Bills. I got the Bills winning next year, man. They're still pissed. They're gonna hit, sit this whole offseason frustrated about that game
0: dude i got chiefs i'm trying to think of nfc teams that are gonna be good next year cowboys huh
1: i could also see my homes getting having an injury just blowing out his leg
0: <laughs> I, bet he, I, I bet cuff or something week
1: six he gets hurt
0: week six all right week six Patrick Mahomes injury, watch out. I think Mahomes comes back and has a nasty year. Like a nasty year. That's my prediction. I think he has MVP Mahomes season next year, which I don't feel like is that's that crazy a to of a resume. take. Yeah, but like I think they're like one of those. I think the most hated it's, gonna, come, I think it's gonna be a Josh Allen Mahomes. His wife
1: and his brother. I think everybody hates him. Like no one wanted them. I think oh, nobody wants the bills.
0: yeah, no, definitely. Nobody wants the Chiefs to win, that's for sure. But Mahomes is so likable at the end of the day, too, which is unfortunate but
1: i'd take him on the bikes
0: dude we should get kyler we haven't talked about kyler either kyler's been yeah, he's got feuding he's with the Cardinals. problems yeah dude i mean sort of likes come on dude. over we'll trade him kirk cousins straight up no questions asked right Cardinals would love it yeah they would oh, he's, god,
1: dude. imagine kyler murray with kevin o'connell
0: and JJ. Uh, oh god Dalvin bro, we'd be nasty Irv Smith coming back gonna be best tight end in the league after Kelsey and Kittle and all those other guys retired. but he'll, he'll still be nasty
1: <laughs> Kirk's gotta do like his 40 or something if he if Kirk Cousins had elite speed
0: if he could move, move a little bit that'd be sick wow. like I said Bryce Young <sighs> yeah we're gonna trade up get Bryce Young we'll be chilling just big relaxing and mini All right, well, uh, enough of us rambling about the Vikings. Uh, NBA is what we are moving to next. We uh, The biggest NBA news we got is James Harden is now in Philadelphia, and Ben Simmons is in Brooklyn. Uh, Harden and Millsap went to Philly for Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and two first-round picks. Um, The picks were an unprotected 2022 first-round pick and a top eight protected 2027 first round pick, which is so funny to me. It's like seven, five years in the future, which just feels like one of those, uh, like if you're playing LeBron James, uh, LeBron James kid. Yeah. Could be him. Could be him, which then LeBron probably ends up in that city. But, uh it feels like one of those like when you trade a 2027 20, pick it's like you're trading and madden and you're just trying to get rid of all these guys so you can get like your super team and you, and trade then you for- do the
1: franchise thing and then you you play
0: one year and then you don't play the, the video yeah. game ever again yeah exactly you hit reset it's whatever oh, yeah. it's kind of what the rams did honestly this year um but yeah i think i love it i think personally both sides of this trade it got the best deal that they were going to get in each situation so um for those that Maybe don't follow NBA as closely. Ben Simmons hasn't played since last year in the playoffs. Um, James Harden has been wanting out of Brooklyn for last couple of weeks, at least. Um, I think it's been longer than that. My personal opinion is I think as soon as Kyrie decided to get unvaccinated uh, this year, which means um, for the first chunk of the season, he didn't play at all. And then, he was only allowed to play away games after they kind of hit the skid and their roster was depleted and COVID was kind of taking over the NBA there for a short amount of time. Well, I guess it was taking over sports too. But um, I think Harden went to Brooklyn thinking that he was going to be the third guy. And I think he was okay with that. When it talked about how many shots and controlling the offense, he was definitely going to be behind Katie and Kyrie. Right. And then Katie gets hurt. Kyrie's only playing away games because he's not vaccinated and Brooklyn won't let him play at home. The state of New York won't let him play at home, which is such a funny concept to me too because he can practice with the team. He can travel with the team, but then he he can't play with the team at home, but he can on the road. It's whatever. But the fact of the matter is he knew that going into it. He knew that he couldn't play at road games. And I think Harden was just kind of sick of it and he didn't feel like Kyrie was bought all the way in whatnot. I know Philly was one of the options that um, Harden had his mind at the beginning of or going into the season last year when he was looking for places to when he was leaving Houston. Um, So I think ultimately he got what he wanted. And then Simmons not playing since last year, obviously he kind of, you know, him and Doc Rivers had their feud and kind of the, you know, him and Embiid had the feud and it ultimately came down to Simmons saying like, I'm never going to play for the 76ers again which leaves everybody in an interesting spot. If you're a team trying to trade for Ben Simmons, you already know he doesn't want to go back to Philadelphia. So, you know, you don't really have to offer much, right? Because they have really no negotiating because at the end of the day, he's going to leave one way or the other. On the other side of it, you have him not playing him being around. So now your team, you know, doesn't really know what you're going to get with Ben Simmons, right? You haven't seen him since the playoffs. Um, you know, he's obviously a very talented player out of LSU and has you know, a ton of potential. You know, his knocks are he can't shoot and he can't shoot free throws, which obviously are bigger things. In, in I basketball. can shoot free throws, but um, I couldn't make a lot, but I could shoot him. No, well, yeah. I mean, he could shoot him too, but I think he got in his head and partially probably was whatever he was hearing from his teammates or his coaches or Embiid um, in Philadelphia. And but then obviously the situation comes along and Philadelphia ends up getting James Harden for him. Obviously they had to, they had to pay up too, but James Harden, I mean, if, if you were following at all, what other teams were offering the Sixers for Simmons earlier this year in this off season, James Harden is the best they got by far. It was, I mean, just way above any other offer they got. So James Harden who p- people love, love to forget. I think how good James Harden is. Um, he goes to Brooklyn is obviously the third best player on his team there, which is saying something behind Kyrie and KD. But at the end of the day, when James Harden wants to play for a team and wants to win and wants to be a part of that team, like he is still a top 10 player in the NBA and is one of the best scorers probably ever. And people knock on him this year because they changed some of the foul rules that obviously, you know, his pump fakes, leaning into guys, drawing fouls in the lane have changed a little bit. But You've still seen it in spurts this year where he can be really, really good. And him now being able to be kind of ball dominant and not really needing. He's not much like, I mean, he is a slasher at some points, but he he loves to shoot and Simmons can't shoot. And Simmons needs the lane because he's not a pull-up jump shooter. And that's where Embiid lives. So I think in the past Simmons and Embiid didn't really fit together because Embiid's a big, he's a center. He needs to dominate the lane and Simmons can't shoot. So he's not going to sit around the perimeter. He needs to go in. Now you got Harden who can play the perimeter, who can kick the ball out now and, and do all these things. And, 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 and Bede's still probably going to be dominant, you know, with the ball, because he's, you know, he's the leading MVP candidate this year, but I think that fit is going to be really good. And I think it gives Philly another, a really big option. And, and they can't only focus on a bead because it feels like every team is just kind of keyed in on a bead this season. And then on the other side of it, you got Simmons, who isn't going to take shots away from KD and Kyrie, which was kind of the whole knock going into Brooklyn with Harden and them anyways was, you know, how much is Harden going to take away from um, Kyrie and KD who are both very ball dominant. You know, Kyrie's a dribbler, loves the dribble. Um, and they both, you know, probably put up 25 shots a game at least. And Harden also put up 25 shots. So it and being a three-man crew. Well, now they move Harden out. They get Simmons and Seth Curry and Drummond, but I think Seth Curry is going to be a huge, I mean, he's a shooter. He's, you know, he's going to be another person that that I think will will benefit that team very well. Um, and so I think if both teams really won, won, they got what they needed and they got rid of both of the players on their teams that didn't want to play for those teams. And I think it ultimately would be better for the NBA because the East now has two really fun teams to watch again. And um, it, it should be fun to see how how that plays out. I think the East, the Eastern Conference playoffs this year is going to be incredible to watch. I think every single series is going to be,
1: which is crazy because everyone was thinking that the West was going to be like the top of the NBA and the West was going to take over. Now, I mean, like the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Bulls, the East is going to be wild.
0: Yeah, and I and it's it's funny because like you said, the West is kind of just a two horse race, and the East has got. I mean, you got the Bucks, the Bulls. The Heat, the Nets, the Sixers, like you said, the Cavs are, are unreal. I mean, any of those teams, you catch them on the right night and, and you're done, you know? And so, um yeah, it should be it should be good for basketball. I think both of those guys are fun. Like Simmons and Harden are great um for the sport and for the game that when, when they're happy and they're playing and, and they want to be playing, it's gonna it's gonna be great. So I'm excited to see how, how those how those um Fitz turn out um we probably won't be seeing either of them for a little bit hardens um got the hamstring he won't even be playing in the all-star game so uh probably won't see him until the earliest next week late next week is what i'm seeing and then i've heard reports that simmons is trying to be ready to play march 10th which is actually against the sixers so it's kind of like his first game back might be against sixers which would be sick um background there is he's also been dealing with um some mental health stuff which has sparked some conversation and obviously I, th- I thought that was bullshit well see that's the thing is I, I think it sparked some some conversation in in the in kind of the sports media world because it's like at the end of the day like who are we to know what he's been dealing with right is it real has he been using it did he pull it out at the time where he was struggling did he use it an excuse um I don't know. It's tough to say. Nobody really knows besides him and his team. Probably Um, you never want to just act like somebody's faking that. Obviously you want to give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, But it did come at like a, what seemed like a little bit too of a, like a convenient time for him. Um, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. And I know people are knocking him all of a sudden, like he gets traded and all of a sudden he's happier again. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, you know, the way I like to sometimes compare sports is you got to take sports and look at it as if it were a normal job. Right. So let's say somebody goes to their nine to five every day and they hate their coworkers, Their boss is a dick to them. And every day they just hate their life. They don't want to be there. Right. And they add, and they want all of a sudden they go on, you know, wherever online and try to look for a new job. In theory, that's the same thing that professional sports players do. Right. So Simmons goes to work. His boss, he hates his boss, who's Doc Rivers, the coach, right? His teammates, his co-workers, right, are dicks to him. And B doesn't want to play with him. He's not having a good time. He doesn't feel like he can do what he wants to do in his job. And then, you know, he's looking other places. And, you know, that does wear on people, you know. And and so maybe, maybe the, the mental health thing is legit. And and I'm never going to be one to sit here and say that he's lying. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how he comes back and what he looks like. Um, I mean, nobody's seen him play and who knows how long. So should be a fun story to to follow along, especially if he picks the 76ers for his first game back. But uh I had I had two things. Yeah, two things I mean, on my NBA talk here. I just got I got a little rolled there, but uh oh, good. I, I was excited about that more. trade. It was it was a sick trade. It was a sick trade, it's been coming for a long time. I'm like one of the few people left, I think, in the NBA that actually like James Harden because like I've seen people compare him to LeBron James who were like, well, LeBron is, gets hated a lot, but at the end of the day, he's like LeBron James is still a sick. Whereas, like, James Harden, I feel like people don't think he's that sick anymore. So I got to stand up for my boy every once in a while. But
1: Yeah, it's good. You know a lot more about the NBA than I do. I just saw that in um, Harden's press conference that he said originally that he wanted to go to Philly before he went to Brooklyn. Did you see that? Yeah. That was crazy. I didn't know about that. And then Well, that's what I I
0: mentioned earlier is those were, I think, his final two places. Um, Coming down to it, you said when he wanted to get
1: out of Houston, like he wanted to go to Philly, but then overall he ended up in Brooklyn.
0: Yeah. I you know part of that too is I've heard it's so hard because like during the whole process you, you never really like hear these guys come up and straight out say it you know obviously him being in Philly now like he's going to say whatever it is to make it sound like he wants to be in Philly um so it's hard to know if that was true or not because he ended up going to Brooklyn so it's like why didn't he want and maybe that was part of the deal is they um Houston couldn't get a deal done but I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. But your second thing, sorry.
1: Yeah, definitely. The second thing, dude, the NBA to me is just like the biggest reality TV show ever. Don't you so, kind of see that?
0: It's so I great. mean, like,
1: do you, and that's what you like about it? Like, I'm trying to think of, like, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving. Like, in my head, I'm thinking, like, Mahomes, Kelsey, Tyree Kill. And during the middle of the season, Tyree Kill is like, I want to go to Buffalo.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. And in, in my opinion on this too, is that it's like the um, biggest TV show ever. Like all these guys are just like, you know what? I'm done. I'm leaving. And no, and no sport can compare to it in that way because. Not a no chance. Sp- you don't see anybody else in other sports doing this because the play, the players have the most amount of power in the NBA that they do in any other league. As you think about think just think about pure numbers, right? Besides anything else, personality wise, whatever's going on, just strictly five guys on the court for a team, right? And the best players play 90% of the game. You know what I mean? And even in hockey, you know, even five guys on the ice at a time, like they're still, sh- you know, they're off. They take shifts, you know, and, and so they don't dominate the ice the whole time. And, and the top players obviously do. But it's, it's the league that has the most plot power to the players, right? And the league completely changed when LeBron James left Cleveland and went to Miami because he started you can and you could say for worse or for better but you know t- players left but they didn't go and start trying to like pull their boys with them and be like I want to play with you here I want to play with you here and all of a sudden now it's like you know you see KD in Golden State and now you see KD in Brooklyn and you see these guys all trying to team up and so it's so rare you know like to see if they're not happy they're gone fast yeah well and 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 as it's continued to happen and these situations have, you know, happened, like players see it and they're like, well, I could do that. If I'm not happy, I can do that. Right. Cause nobody's stopping them. Cause Harden does get his way when he starts bitching and moaning about being in Brooklyn, right? Ben Simmons sits out this whole season, gets his way eventually. You know what I mean? So it's like, cause you name a situation where a player doesn't eventually get what he wants and other players see that and they're like, well, if I'm, gifted the opportunity to potentially get out of town and get to a better team in a better situation. Like, why would I not do that? Right. You know? And, and it's interesting because you don't see it in other sports. And you're right. It is the best reality TV show. I think it's crazy. And you get guys that are just like, I love how much more open players are, you know, and and beads just straight comedy. Like if you follow him on Twitter, you just, he tweets whatever's on his mind and i think that's maybe part of the reason why you know simmons and him didn't get along because he ended up with kind of like bashing simmons throughout a lot of time but um yeah i think I, you know that that is part of sports today too is like the social media aspect these these the access to players are so much easier and and they respond back so you feel like you get to know guys and You know, you feel like you get to know the fans better and you feed off the fans and maybe you don't feel like you're wanted in a city and this and that. You know what I mean? So it's it's it is interesting. And and that's why I think this story is so. So fun to follow, because, you know, at the end of the day, these guys got out of the situations they didn't want to be in. And it's going to be it's going to be fun to see how they how that plays out. Um, One last thing in the NBA before moving to the NHL, uh, I had just just with some of the trades around in portland um they made a couple moves before the trade deadline but lillard was not one of them i know there was some little rumblings early this year that he may be moving maybe not but um
1: he can't be happy there man he's got to go
0: so he's gonna
1: end up as a laker right
0: go to la well that's what so what i've been reading is that the portland basically what their plans were around the trade deadline was to just move a bunch of stuff clear cap space in order to get picks and assets in order to um basically try to build around Dame as quickly as possible and um I don't know how I feel about it because uh, just to think about in general like you're saying like these players want to go where they want to go do you want to go to Portland no I wants to Portland, go to Portland, Portland and go. You, who wants to go to Portland and be part of a rebuild? And you know, the main players, there are going to be Lillard anyways. So they're going to have to get a bunch of role players around him. Right. I just, I I don't know. I respect Dame because he's super, super loyal to that city. But like, if he actually wants to go a real chance at winning, there's no way he's going to be able to do it there. And if it is, it's going to have to be drawing some major star over there. And I just don't see anybody wanting to go to Portland. I think the last time, like,
1: I thought they were making a run when it was Dame and Lamarcus Aldridge, right? Those were like the big one, two, and then yeah. CJ was there. I was like, okay, they got a yeah. serious chance, and then he left. So I was like, that's why I love Dame because he's so loyal to Portland, and you don't see that a lot in the NBA. So I got a lot of respect for Dame, him and uh, Kevin Love. Can you believe Kevin Love's still in Cleveland? Like that's one.
0: I, how is he still in Cleveland? Yeah, but he's bounced around too, you know. But, no, but he, yeah, I wasn't, I know he's been in which is Minnesota, for a while. Cleveland, right? Uh, well, yeah, I guess you're right. I feel like he was yeah, somewhere else. But you're right. No, yeah, yeah, he's been grinding there. Out a good, and they're good. I got out. they are a good Cleveland? squad, they're a good squad, but yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, Steph is loyal, but like, it's well, not that it hard to be loyal, it's, yeah, it's the bay, but at the same time, like, KD was there and he left, so I don't know, but uh, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how some of these play out. I think, like. The last thing I'll say on it is just, like, it is so hard to have a real chance of winning an NBA championship if you don't have two stars, at least on a, your team. You know, like, it's just, that's the way it is. There's so much talent in the NBA. There's there's so many good players is that you just, if you have one guy, it's just not enough anymore. But that's what's
1: crazy, because, like, the, who would you say is that second star on the Bucks, And they just won it.
0: Chris Middleton. They got Giannis. Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, I think, are truly like actual studs, but they're in the Milwaukee market, so they don't get enough credibility. But like you go look, go back and watch last year's playoffs, build it like obviously Giannis took over in the finals. And I'm not saying Giannis didn't take over in a lot of games, but Chris Middleton was huge down the stretch in a lot because at the end of the day, like he's their shooter, you know. Like Giannis isn't going to be chucking up threes a lot of the time, and he's been improved this year, but like Chris Middleton was exceptional i thought for them last year and drew holidays bona fide all-star and and i just i think the part of that being in milwaukee is they don't get the attention that they they would if they were in la you know like that's another like massive star chris and he's just not flashy either because that's you got to think about these players that are popular now they're the they're the ones that get all the attention and they're the ones that talk the most and go on social media and chris middleton doesn't seem to be that type of guy and um but they also did it, like you said, like they kind of built that team, you know. And they have, like, kind of what you're talking like about, the, with the Bengals. Yeah, they started from
1: started from the bottom.
0: Yeah, you know, and they they got a couple homegrown guys in, through their system through drafting, and then, you know, they made some free agency moves to get like Drew Holiday and some trades and stuff. But I I think they're I think they're so legit in the East, and now obviously it's hard to tell what the nets and Sixers are going to be like now after this trade. So it's hard for me to just say that those teams are going to be better than the bucks. I still think the bucks are going to be winning the East, but do you think think Giannis to
1: ever leave Milwaukee?
0: Say he wins another championship. Do you think he's out? No, you win. You know what I mean? I feel like it's one of those things. It's like, it's so rare for teams to win multiple championships. And so when you do that, like wouldn't you just want to stay there and continue to win and maybe down the line, I don't know, but Giannis also doesn't seem like he would be leaving Milwaukee. Like he seems like a guy that's loyal to that place. And he's yeah, a hope he does legend there. And he's a big enough star that he's gonna draw attention, you know, wherever he's at. So see now, people um, are gonna come to Milwaukee too. That's what I like about it. Still, I like the, the deadline,
1: people go to them and yeah, it's just cool. Wish that would happen with the Timberwolves.
0: Hey, we could hey. I'm Pat Bev. So i Bev one year, $13 million extension. I saw that. That's big. I think that's actually huge for us and more of just like a, like a team culture thing. I think he's going to be huge for some of the young guys in the team. And, you know, he's got playoff experience and, and the Timberwolves should be in the playoffs this year. They're probably going to be, you know, a seven seed, but. Um, that's just with, just with Ant and D and some of those young guys, and we have such a young team and it should be, it should be fun to see the next couple of years. I think um if D Ant, and Cap stay together, like I, I truly think that the, we could slowly build something because I think Ant's gonna be a legit superstar. And so yeah, I yeah,
1: I see Ant being just an absolute superstar. I don't think the wolves can win a championship until this like era of like KD, LeBron, everyone's just gone, until like ant is like but I think I think we're close. twenties, low thirties. I feel like that's the only time we could win a championship. I feel like I, we just have to wait for this new wave to leave the I, NBA.
0: You're right. You're right. And I think we're closer than people think because the Lakers are. Uh, I don't. The Lakers they didn't make any moves, which is crazy, and they're stuck on uh, a lot of old players. So the Lakers are not even. It's really just the Suns and Warriors, right in the West. The, the Timberwolves have basically got to be chasing, and everybody else in the West is going to be chasing. But you know, you got guys like John Morant with the Grizzlies and stuff too that we're going to have to worry about moving forward. But um, Chris Paul's getting older, but he doesn't seem to be slowing down. Devin Booker is young, and they're going to continue to build around I him in Phoenix. So it it never really gets easier. But you're right. I think as these old vets slowly start to slow down, like it, it there will be opportunity for teams to start taking over. And I think the Timberwolves are. Right there, I think either Ant turns into the superstar that we want him to be, or he doesn't, and we're back to where we have been. Because at the end of the day, like you need that one guy who can take over games, and that's just it's just a necessity to have. Yeah, we just got to make know? sure cat can be that too. Cat can be that too. So, um We'll see. A lot of it depends on how these guys pan out, and we've been good this year when all our guys are playing together. So being healthy and non-COVID season, I think, will be huge. But all right, I will now hand it off to you to take it away for the NHL. I got all my, I got my plenty of words in yeah. the NBA segment, but uh, let's. Uh, I'll, I'll kick awesome it to you. With the NBA, you want to uh, start with the. You want to start with the Teffoli trade, or you want to yeah, start with let's, coaching?
1: Let's jump into that. Okay. So now we're getting some NHL talk here. Um, been buzzing too after the All Star break. We just had a trade go down with Tyler Toffoli. So Tyler Toffoli was on Montreal, just got traded over to Calgary for a 2022 first round pick, top ten protected, 2024 fifth round pick, Tyler Pitlick, and Emil Henneman. If I'm saying that correctly, there. So Flames added right? some. Say it again. I think
0: Emil's a, a prospect,
1: right? Is he a? Yep, correct. Yeah, okay, prospect there. So Calgary's added some boost too, and like we said earlier on some other podcasts, Calgary's. They're gonna make a run, man. They're looking good right now, as of late, too. So I think Calgary, that trade is really um solidifies that team too. And Foley's tight, he's got a tight neck group over there with Lucic and stuff. And he's played with Daryl Sutter before in LA. So that's good to see them make a trade for that. And I, I could just see kind of just going off of what I was listening to Chicklets earlier too. They could see the Flames making a Stanley Cup runner, getting that Western conference finals. And I don't, I don't know. They're, they're playing well right now. Johnny Gaudreau, one of the best players in hockey. So hopefully that trade's gonna get him. I think they're gonna keep making moves too at the deadline. I don't think this is gonna stop. Um, we're deadline's March 21st, so a little bit over a month away from that. But I think that's gonna be huge for the Flames going forward. The West is gonna be crazy. Um, kind of just going into that too. I mean, Eichel's coming back tomorrow night, so that's crazy. Um, that's right. that got, kind of just going into that too.
0: I forgot about that. Or... One other. Who are they playing well. tomorrow
1: night? Oh, it's as Vegas. Oh, that'll be up. A- it's going to be crazy. Sick, yeah, yeah. Just right. kind of jumping into that, that other trade rumors. I saw too. I want to dive down to this. Claude really listed three teams that he wants to get traded for at the deadline. Unless he does stay with the flyers. He wants to go to St. Louis, Colorado, or Minnesota. So that would be wild. It looks like reports are him leaning, to going to Colorado. It's just especially with the team. They have, I mean, My goodness, if he goes to Colorado, I don't know how that team's going to lose. Unbelievable! They're going to be crazy. Um, But, yeah, I'm excited for the deadline. Hopefully, if the Wild, I think we need to make a move. We need to get someone at center. I think we just need a top top center. I don't know if it's going to do it the way we're playing right now. um, They might just end up keeping that same team. But, I don't know. I think we need to add one or two guys at the deadline if we want to make a serious run here in the playoffs um, for the Wild there. But, yeah, kind of some other news as well. Uh, Let's see. The Canadians got a new coach, Martin St. Louis, and I was I was talking to you about this earlier. It's so annoying that the Canadians just go for those French guys.
0: Yeah, well, don't you think they kind of have to, or is that just, or is that something they've made up?
1: They've had it's that's their history. They've always done that in the past, and especially Martin St. Louis here. I mean, they're so bad. I don't really know what he can do. I think he's well, he's obviously going to be the guy the rest of the season here. But I'm curious to see if they keep moving forward with him throughout next year but dude they're so bad i don't really know what he's going to change this year it's just getting a new guy in the room and hopefully he can change something in the offseason maybe they get some players there um looking up to it i saw cole caulfield he the reason he wore number 26 as a kid was because of
0: martin st louis That's so sick. it's cool That's to see cool. him playing
1: yeah with his as the coach so that will be cool think, but yeah one one suck. thing i have on the <laughs>
0: on the hire for him is do you think that he's going to be a guy that they just kind of bring in um to kind of just like just as a filler well, not necessarily as a like, to.
1: They're, they're not going to make a run this year.
0: Like, they're not doing anything. The worst team in hockey.
1: So, I think they're just not looking at the points, the wins, how many gets he gets. They're just going to look at what's he doing in the locker room. Are the guys vibing with right. him? Do they yes. like playing for him? For That's sure. What it's, I, they could probably not even win a game the rest of the season. But if the guys were like, you know what? Smart, Stanley, he's our guy. They're probably going to sign him to a deal. So. But I also That's feel the, like he I could just be gotta in there, there the too, French.
0: to like – to look at the players and be like, who do we want moving forward? Like, which of these guys do we really think, you know, it's like he's he's going to be a guy that like goes in there and reports. And, and, and most coaches do report to the, you know, the front office. But I think ultimately like a fresh set of eyes on this team, not from their, you know, the, the previous coach is, is going to give them like a new view on these players moving forward. Like, who do we want to keep? Who do we want to move on from? You know, because it is it is rebuild time for them, as you know. And and definitely with Toffoli kind of, leaving is, you know, serving up this the, or serving the, the rebuild. I was
1: looking at it too, Toffoli. They were looking at Toffoli was the captain without the seat on his jersey, is what they were saying in the locker room, too. So it must have been a tough loss for them, but obviously they had to do it because they're going full rebuild. But what I was saying too, with they're always looking for that French coach. Like they could, in my opinion, let Martin St. Louis go out the rest of the season and then just go get the best available coach but they're not going to do that because right. they need that French mindset. So are like, Oh, let's keep St. Louis. But like if they could, without the allegations of Joe Quenville, he'd be the best coach available. I would go get him. Mike sure. Babcock, screw it. Maybe they've tried torts for a chance and put him up
0: there. <laughs> we would love but, it. But yeah, they don't seem to do that, do they? They seem to no. be stuck. So now and, they're going to be
1: like, okay, St. Louis French, we got to keep him when there's so many other options out there.
0: Yeah. I mean, it definitely limits you. Um, but he is, you know, it, and they've talked about it. He's someone who's always been kind of like doubted, you know, throughout his career and um, wasn't supposed to be a good undersized guy. But I think it'll be interesting, especially because he has no coaching experience. He has, I think the everybody's talking no, about the, 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 reason is this, the highest the coaches name. he tamed or the highest level he coached was like a wee team or something like that. So it, it should be interesting to see um, how they respond. I think they've, they, they, they lost both their games since he's been hired. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, if he you, gets only the guys do, you going can only do, do so much with beers the team. Yeah. And, and
1: they're going out and they're having beers after and guys are like, you know what? We like Marty. But but maybe they're they're right. like, maybe that's what he's doing. He's just going to stop next year unless they get McDavid and all these players to come. They're, to Montreal, ripping, they're but...
0: ripping beers with them. And then exactly. he's, and then they're they're spilling all the secrets on why they're good. And then they're going to hire somebody else and come in there and, and clean up shop. So, but goodness. And then kind of yeah. some other news to get into this, too, with
1: Edmonton, Tippett gone. Donzo, Donzo in Edmonton, which which is crazy. Want to hear a stat? We found Ryan Nugent-Hopkins has had twelve coaches in eleven years at his time in Edmonton. That's insane. It's bonkers. It's crazy there. I don't know. Me kind of just going off. I've said this earlier in some other podcasts. I don't think it's going to be the coaching change. I think the players need to look at each other and be like, "We got to do something it's time here. To, it's, they got it's to, time get to get to goal, get Obviously, it's time so, yeah, to get frisky. They get, exactly. They, they got to look. I mean, they got McDavid, Drysdale. You guys got to figure this out. I don't really know what a coach is going to do in here. Obviously, it's a change of change of pace and someone new's coming in the locker room. But they've had so many coaches, man. They just got to start playing better. They got to get a goalie at a deadline, like we've said too. Hopefully, it's furry. But they just got to start playing better. If not, I don't, if they don't make the playoffs this year, Ken Holland's gone. They're going to have to get a new GM.
0: Two and zero since they fired Tip, though.
1: Yeah. Hopefully, they. I and mean, two good. I got him still getting second in Pacific, but I, I just get so annoyed with these coaches' things. They just got to have a players' meeting and be like boys, what are we doing here? Like, we got the two best players in the world right now, and we can't make it even to the playoffs, so.
0: But don't you think that's, I mean, you saw the same thing in Vancouver when they uh, they uh fired their coach and brought Boudreaux in there, and they they went on a little tear there, too. It, you know, something.
1: Yeah, and I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying 11 coaches in 12 years, it's like, what? Oh, could, yeah. What...
0: Yeah. No, i that... I'm saying that some other
1: teams, it's good to bring in a fresh face, but, I mean, Edmonton, it's like, come on. I don't know who we can bring in there. And they yeah, have the we'll, intern, who, which is Jay Woodcraft now, who is down in the minors, who's taken over for Edmonton. So I'm not saying it's, if he goes on a run, he goes on a run. That'd be crazy. Hopefully they do. But point of the time, so you, you just got to You think, the do you think like, this is falling back
0: on Ken Holland, or you're saying it's the
1: players? I think it's the players, but I there's I don't think there's really a new chance. I think they got if they, if they don't make the playoffs this year, Ken Holland's gone, and they just got to do a fresh. Like I obviously they want to keep McDavid and Dreysedel, but it's like. Oh my God. What more can you do? He's been, he's in his prime. This Conor McDavid's best years of his life in the NHL.
0: Right. But at the same time, like well, you, you got to keep trying over and over again when you have those guys in your team, right? Cause it's not like you're going to ship those two guys away when they're still young and have a ton of, ton of career left. And they're obviously still producing. So you know what I mean? I, yeah. I Correct. Think it, and
1: that's what they need to go get a goalie, dude. They need to get a goalie. I yeah, feel like if this, for sure. I texted you after they, who they're playing. And Mike Smith just looked horrible. They need to get someone new in there. I feel like a goalie would be a better option. I would have kept Tippett and just got a new goalie. And if that goalie could change something around, I'd be like, oh, now look at this.
0: Right, because at the end of the day, you can better. coach You can coach them the best you want if the goalie's giving up goals and the D is not playing well. Yeah. Like,
1: like this guy comes in here and they get the best goalie. And it's like, oh, look at that. This coach didn't know. We got right. Flurry and he's not letting up a single goal, so.
0: Do you see Flurry actually going there? Because I mean at the end of the day, like I feel like Flurry's at the point of his career, like he probably just wants to go somewhere and win, right? I mean, he's uh, or is he do you do you see him staying in Chicago?
1: You know what I kind of saw? No, I think he's gone at the deadline. I do I think the Colorado Avalanche make a big push for him because I think when he was in Vegas, him and Leonard were doing that one two, one two, and he's at the point of his career, he just wants another Stanley Cup. I would like he's not trying to be the number one goalie somewhere so right he split now. Split time think.
0: with Kemper in Colorado is what you're yeah. saying. Okay.
1: Like why wouldn't you want to do that? And that's why I feel like Colorado is going to be so crazy. Imagine if they get Flurry and Giroux. Like who's going to beat that team?
0: I don't know. I mean, no. And then we heard on I mean, the chicklets. maybe
1: they're taking Pittsburgh. He goes back home.
0: But you, I, that's where You're still
1: getting the one too because Jari's having an unbelievable yeah.
0: season. Yeah, because he's playing. He's playing behind. I mean, that's the thing is. I guess that depends on more what Flurry wants because you're right. If he goes anywhere else, most of these teams have a. 1a 1b type of situation waiting in there for him, but if he goes, if he goes to Edmonton, I wouldn't even be surprised he goes back to Vegas. Yeah, but that he would loved it too. Yeah, he
1: pissed when he, they got traded,
0: dude. They're gonna be legit back with Eichel back. That's that's yeah, pretty. they
1: did lose Mark Stone,
0: yeah, long term IR, right?
1: Yes, yeah, I'm a fantasy team, but I that do have Eichel, so
0: <laughs> but
1: yeah, I don't know, man. That's all I had to say about Edmonton. I just think. It's just frustrating. So many times with all these coaches, they just no, need a new goalie, get a defense. Especially so. with those
0: two guys, it's like, like, can't we just give them a chance to see something? You know, like you just hate to see these type of like. What do fans want to see? We want to see the best players in the playoffs. You know, like the best moments, right? And and I feel like with all these other stars, we've got Ovechkin. We've seen him in the playoffs a bunch. We've seen Crosby in the playoffs a bunch. Um, hopefully we see Matthews pass the first round, but like these, you know, McDavid and dry like we, we, want to see these guys in the playoffs. These guys need to be the stand in the cup. McDavid yes. needs to stand yes. in the cup. Yeah. So it, it, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see how they do They're two and Oh, like I said, since, uh, Tippett was fired, which they did actually get some good goaltending from Skinner last night. Um, and Smith played pretty well over the weekend in their game. Um,
1: so right, it'll be interesting. Night.
0: Got LA, yeah, yeah.
1: Play LA tonight. Starting oh, yeah. right now, actually.
0: So we'll we'll see how they do, and you know we did. not go going second. They're going to st- make a run.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, they they're not made trying to a Debbie run. Downer. They just they they came out of the All Star break so slow. Just figure it out. Get a goalie. <laughs> don't piss off McDavid. You guys can do this.
0: Yeah, Joe believes in you. That's all that matters. I, mean, too. I do
1: believe. I don't know why. I just I want the Oilers to be good because of those two players.
0: I mean, how. how y- how do you not want him to be good? You know, it's like, it, 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 or do you root against Drysoddle McDavid if that, you're anybody? No, I know. And it's scary. No like, I'd be
1: terrified if I'm an Edmonton fan because if this, if they can't make the playoffs this year, oh,
0: obviously, so, keep, he, dude, oh
1: McDavid might be gone in two or three years.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, you don't, you don't, you do not want that to happen. You do not want to give any reason for the goes to leave. Hell well, yeah. I love you,
1: Edmonton. That would
0: be, that would be smart. Yes. If he's going anywhere, it has to be Minnesota. It's the only option. That'd be crazy. But, um, you got anything else in the NHL there? I mean,
1: uh, no, looking forward to the second half. Like we said
0: earlier, the all-star break we have some games coming
1: up here Wild they're looking good. Um, they're going to have a lot of games coming up here with all those rescheduled games coming up. I think they got a game every other night for two weeks. So yeah, it's gonna be see them. they look great last night. Matt Boldy. Boldy. Yeah. Should we talk? Boldy, man. Let's get, let's get into some wild talk.
0: Yeah. I'm just going right off of that. I mean, hat trick. I think what was he the youngest player in sure i think there was four i was looking at
1: i think it was justin fontaine
0: Caprizoff, Boldy, and i think it might have been gabrick i think there was the, gabrick, like the four yeah. youngest winner but <laughs> yeah i knew he was up there but yeah that was i mean he's he's looked so good and that line is so fun and i think it, him just playing like i think it's kind of funny because uh, my roommates are not the biggest Fiala fan, but I feel like Fiala just get, I was just going to get into that. Unbelievable he's, lately. He's played so much better since Boldy's been there. And, and I'm not saying that's all Boldy, but you got to think some of it has. Fiala's looks so, so good with Boldy on his line. And so... Like um, 20 years old. Yeah. And we, got Felino, we got Felino coming years, back. Come right? on. Yeah, he'll be back from his two-game
1: suspension. Um, But yeah, then... we're looking good. Hopefully we can keep this going. But like I said, we need to I think we need to add a center at the deadline. If it's not true, look some other places. But that's the, the thing. Like, dude, like- okay, so Vegas and a- Avalanche, like we really want to make a run. We got to pick up a guy. But I can totally understand like the team chemistry and not really that's adding what I'm saying. someone. Is one one I was thing.
0: My question for you is let's say we do get him. Where do we put him? Where does he play? What line? Because you got to think it, like our top two lines have been like I know they're they're obviously great and all, all like our team is pretty deep, but at the same time, like who are we going to break up? Cause it feels like but the even, chemistry is great on those lines. I
1: would, yeah, I would give it a try though. It's not, I'd, I'd like to have that problem where you have so many good players that you're not afraid to mix it around True. a little bit. That's so fair. I guess that's, that's, that wouldn't be the worst thing to have. No. So hopefully I just think, I mean, just looking at what Colorado, do Vegas, and teams coming out of the West, you have to like, do you think we could beat Colorado right now in a series?
0: Do you want my honest opinion or what I, I want, want to? Honest. Add <laughs> no, I mean I just don't like. I don't see us outscoring that team ever. I don't see I'm, for. I don't. First off, I don't see anybody outscoring that team. But uh, like, it, it would be. It would be the opposite. I mean, if anybody beats them, it's it's quite the upset. Especially if they go make another move. Like the is oh, yeah. loaded. They have five and it's super, playoffs. They man, they can stars.
1: get. You never know what can happen.
0: Yeah. No, for sure. But I think um, it's just it's kind of funny. I mean, not that there isn't a great team every year. Um, and the Wild have played with the, the Avalanche through the season. You know, they've had good games against them. But uh, it, it's just like, of course, the, one, the, the year that the Wild feel like they could really do something, the Avalanche are just unbelievable in front of them. Which, like you said, it's the playoffs. Anything can happen. But um, it'll be interesting to see. I, I'm hoping for that. Is the finals in the Western Conference? Dude, That'd I just be sick.
1: If we get to the conference finals, us against Colorado, and Colorado moves on, I'm not going to be mad. Obviously, I want the Wild to win the Stanley Cup, but I Don't think we please get it.
0: A... No, we're not complacent, Joe. If we get to the finals, we are. We got to go to the Cup. We're right there. Yeah, we're going to Tom Reed's every single night. There we go. Yeah, the boys would be buzzing. crazy.
1: But crazy. Uh, yeah, dude, if we get like if we just get that like get to the conference finals, Stanley Cup, whatever it may be, I feel like our off season is going to be huge too. It's just yep. kind of. Some people are wanting to come to Minnesota now. They're kind of seeing the team that we have. So, yeah, I'm curious. Oh, to I'll come back to Minnesota out.
0: if we get to playoffs. If we make the, I'll be I'll be back. We'll be back at time. I'll Reeds. play for the wild. <laughs> <laughs> we got we to gotta get equipment, boy. We we'll got a up. new job. No, we got we, uh, to uh, get on the ice. We can shovel the snow off.
1: I'll do anything.
0: Oh, uh, Zamboni, right? Do it. That'd be nice. Uh, a <laughs> couple pops right. on the Zamboni. Oh, love pops. Love some pops. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, do you want to get in quick? You, you, you said you you uh, loving yeah. the Waste Management Open. Excited this about this. And...
1: The most electric, electric golf tournament throughout the whole year. Yeah. is the Waste Management Open there in Phoenix, Arizona? Uh, actually, so with so this maybe? weekend. Yeah, with this weekend there, there was two hole in ones on sixteen. It was Sam Ryder, Carlos Ortiz. I know Sam had it, um, on Saturday and it just went nuts. That place looked like it was going bonkers. The Chuck beers were beers, flying all over. Yeah. It was so cool. I love to see that for golf. Um, overall though, Scotty Scheffler ended up winning the tournament with going 16 under. He beat Patrick Cantley in a playoff there. So that was pretty cool to see. Um, but yeah, just with those hole in ones with Rts and um, I mean, it's, just, so a, it's cool. just a party, it's just, just a whole the whole 16, biggest, yeah. the 16th hole, of the stadium, the stadium course. It's so cool to see all the fans going in cheering and booing. So don't you think uh, they got to have like a hole like that at every course? I know, but that's sick. what makes it, that's what I, it would be so cool, but that's what makes the waste management just so iconic, just with yeah. that the only course doing it. But I was talking to um, one of my buddies and imagine, would you rather win the tournament or make the cut and then end up shooting like 10 over, but you get a hole in one on that 16th. What would you rather have?
0: <laughs> well, Okay. I don't know about 10 over, but. If- no, seriously.
1: Imagine you make the cut and then you finish dead last, but that's Saturday when everyone's boozed up you like with rider shot, I would rather take that than win the tournament. That's iconic. People are going to, people would remember that more than Scheffler winning the tournament. I feel like.
0: Yeah. But Scheffler won the tournament. He won all the money too. I mean, yeah. yeah money's be, yeah. not
1: everything, Jake.
0: <laughs> you're right. You're right. The hole in one will be sick. Don't get me wrong. And then, I mean, you, you saw some of the guys like that hole just turns like, especially all those guys, like early Sunday the morning or even Saturday. Yeah. If they're out of the. Tournament already, they're just going crazy on that hole, which is which is sick. I, I mean, that's fun, but yeah, I mean, you're right. I'd probably take the hole in one because if you ever get a hole in one, especially Damn, right, you get you a won. hole in one on that course, oh, that'd be sick.
1: Yeah, 16th, all those people there, beers are flying everywhere.
0: There, Augusta, man, to get a hole in one at Augusta yeah, on cool. Sunday. That, that'd be nice. That would be I want to go different, golfing, different
1: oh, dude, right? It's going in April. So pumped. A Z, right? Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. you are looking baby. at going to
1: that TPC, but it's really expensive, and
0: it's not a- actually as bad as you'd think, though. Have you gone no, there? So- no, some of my buddies have, and we've been down there, but um, I actually, well, I would have, but I just had surgery, so I couldn't go. That's right. That's, That's right. right. They went after, it. but uh, no, yeah, that uh, it's a it's it's sick, but I don't, I honestly don't think it's that bad. Like, I don't think it's anything crazy because it's like technically. Uh, Public, I guess, because I mean, you can go golf on it. So, All yeah, right. that is, I That isn't a it, 16 turn,
1: right? I'd uh, get like five balls and just go for it.
0: Oh well, uh, speaking of Scotts, so how about the the Coyotes going to be at ASU? Oh my god, five thousand well, okay. people.
1: Okay, good bringing that up. It's five thousand.
0: They're going to have five thousand fans, and that have stadium. you seen the arena? It's only one yeah, level, just the joke. lower bowl. It oh, looks like joke. Waconia Ice Arena. It's
1: it's bad. So yeah, you have an NHL team playing college hockey
0: arena with only 5,000 fans with standing room. That's including standing room. So probably only like what, 4,500 seats maybe. Yeah. It's going to be bad, but you can look at it for another way. Coyotes, they're horrible.
1: This might bring some excitement to the team. I mean, it's hopefully they can get those
0: 5,000 people at each game, but how though, like you got to think that every single one of those with, tickets well, they're is going to be expensive.
1: They're playing in, I think it's Glendale. Is yeah, it's Glendale. Right now, It's right by the they're, the... they're moving to Tempe, and it's just a lot more convenient for people to get to that game. And maybe, I don't know, 5,000 people, you're getting rowdy in the game. You're kind of letting it know, but yeah, oh, it is not... You like got to think the anywhere.
0: atmosphere is going to be sick, but like, at the end of the day, this we're, we're not talking about a minor league hockey team. We're not talking no, about there's minor hockey team. It is, an, it is an NHL hockey team that's going to play in front of 4,500 people. Like, that is absurd to me that is like imagine getting <laughs> like th- they're talking about guys that like w- what if you get potentially get lined up for that draft and the coyotes are going to draft you like, Do Like, you right? want to get yeah do you like you're going to pull an eli manning and be like nah i'm good i don't want to go play for your team like have somebody else pick me like yeah i wouldn't want to go play for them and i know it's i think it's like yeah it's i know in the arizona's air. sick and 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 playing on i guess in front of a college crowd would be great but also like that's not why you go play in the nhl like you no. play in the nhl to play in the nhl for for a professional hockey experience you don't go there to to play in front of a college crowd if you wanted to play in front of a college crowd you would have gone to asu and played at asu correct you want to play for the and- arizona coyotes <laughs> okay like it blows yeah, my mind that is like okay when you, you talk about it like legitimately like like it it, it it is like i can't even like wrap my head around it it's like like 5,000 people, dude. That'd be like an NBA team playing, like, legitimately a high school basketball arena. Like, high school, like, not even a like college. Like, some of those, dude. I, I was just yeah, so yeah. rattled by it. That's a good. Point. I'm hoping a good point. it's like a, a play to get them. And I don't think it's official yet. I know no, it's, it's like, not. but I heard that the I think the they're working each they day and seeing in like, what it, they can do. Yeah but they would have to put in so i heard it was like 20 to 30 to maybe even 40 million that they would have to put in in upgrades to make it like okay through nhl standards of like what is okay which dude i i mean mind blowing when i saw that and i and i heard it and i thought it was maybe just like a a, a push for like you know the nhl and the coyotes just be like all right we're going to we're going to fork up the money like let's build a place you know like maybe we'll play one season here or play one that you know because i know they don't want to they're not going back to glendale but maybe they play one year here while they build another stadium but like that's what i think that the plan is still even one year there is, is a joke in my opinion but yeah, okay last question easy. before About we year. wrap this up where if they potentially ever moved which who Houston. knows if that is that where you'd want to see them i think it'd be the most like well, I know that's probably Basically, the most I think realistic, but do, where would you – Because I want to
1: understand that, like, they'd have to move people – they'd have to take the – like, the Stars, move them to the Pacific, and then they'd have to – like, they'd have to realign them in another division. Sure. So, like, I'm – like, I Houston would be the best option. Like, they can't – I've seen, like, Quebec and stuff, but then where, who, where are you going to move them? They can't move them.
0: What about, like, Salt Lake division. City?
1: They could do that, but I just feel like with Houston's just kind of – I mean, Houston's the fourth biggest city in the U.S., and they could play at the Rockets arena. True. I'm just trying to look yeah, at it like they want to keep that team in that division. So yeah, just you want to, in that area. They could true. do Salt Lake City, but I just I saw reports of them teams. going to Quebec. I'm like, well, what are, who are you going to put in the Pacific then? So,
0: Houston Houston makes the most sense. It's a massive city. and
1: I always forget it's the fourth biggest city in the U.S.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, I could see that happening. I don't know if. I I think think they're going to stay like
1: Batman Batman came out and he says he likes hockey in the desert. So they just got to get over this arena thing. Well, That's the
0: thing, dude. It's like, there's so many people moving to the Phoenix area and like, they just screwed it so hard when they put the team out in Glendale. Like they should have just originally, like they should have just never done that. And they'd be, they'd be, they'd be chilling right now, you know? So I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully it uh, they don't end up playing there, but. We'll see how that goes. I mean, we'll obviously be following that story as it goes too. If but... they get, if
1: they end up getting Shane Wright and Connor Bedard, that's gonna be so weird. Dude, it'd be sick though. It'd be nasty. It'd be crazy. But yeah, they just need to get a bigger stadium, man,
0: for sure. And it's just embarrassing if for the NHL, I think too that they, that they let them do that. Like, but at some point, Batman has to like step in and be like, "We're not allowing this to happen." Like. I mean, I not to get into too much of that too, but like, you got to think it, it, it's worse for the rest of the NHL. Like, I mean, you know, buzzwords like you talk about revenue sharing and like, I mean, ticket sales for 4,500 people, dude.
1: Like, first off, <laughs> like,
0: how, like, to even go, yeah, I would, get go. That, oh, that'd be would fun you... to go to a game. Hell yeah. yeah. yeah but how much are the tickets going to cost, dude? Like if they want to even get it remotely like either they're gonna to try to sell cheap tickets to get people in the door, and then it's gonna be like they're gonna make no money. Like how are the Coyotes gonna make money? Four thousand people, bro, it blows my mind. Blows my mind. But we be season ticket holders. Yeah, I mean honestly, it'd be sick, but yeah. Uh, well, what about does it?
1: That's a good
0: one. <laughs> i mean we had a lot lot to cover i think we could have, we could even you know i i think we we honestly we kind of skimmed through the super bowl just a little bit because i feel like at least still can't believe the Bengals just playing in the super bowl no i know it's crazy but it feels like most people like everybody watches the super bowl even if you're not necessarily a football fan so maybe not what we need to go into the most but um covered some topics there got some uh Got some talk about NBA, NHL. I'm gonna to try to get into the description, the, the the time periods that each of the segments are, um, just so I know. I know I had a, a buddy of mine said I'm not really an NHL fan, so we try to skim through that. Um, I try to. I mean, you can still listen, you know, even if you don't. Like, it's good to learn about NHL and NBA if you you fall. I feel like it's usually like one or the other. Hopefully, a guy in
1: Belgium still listening.
0: It's rare. <laughs> it's rare to for shout out to, to Belgium again, post, but. Um, Yeah. Oh, I, I, one last thing too. I forgot to cover Joe's uh, jinx that he said on the caps, which I don't know. You know, if you've been following our podcast. Yeah. Well, you know, Joe's pick for the, the Stanley cup is the caps. And right after the, right after we recorded the episode last week, he, the wild games on intermission, we were watching the wild game and Joe, Goes, oh, Washington, Columbus is going to OT. We got to turn that game on. So we four, flipped, four, it four, ESPN, oh. flipped it over to ESPN. Flipped it over to ESPN+. And by the time we even, before we could even get the game on, Columbus had scored and the game was over. So 45 seconds left in the game. Joe jinxed the Caps. I think it's the beginning of the Caps jinx. So you can book them for not winning the Stanley Cup or not even being there. Over-wee. They hey for listening. First round bounce. Make a run. First round
1: Make bounce run, for the Caps. Then lose in the final.
0: <laughs> oh, well, we're gonna well, it's gonna be wild. We're gonna have the wild Rangers, Wild no wild Maple Leafs. How about that? Coyotes, oh, man, I'm sure put just... the
1: Coyotes in the Canadians. Yeah, that happens all I,
0: they I should, pl- they should, they should play for the first overall pick, just like we said with the the NFL. Exactly, you start doing that. seven game series, yo, it's Canadians, winner gets Shane Wright. Oh, god, that'd be sick. Connor Briard next year's draft. Exactly. Watch out. Wait, is right coming next year or the year after?
1: Rights this year. Bedard's This next upcoming year. year. Kind of Bedard's two years. Gotcha, gotcha.
0: All right. Well, that about does it, folks. Thanks for uh, tuning back in. Joe, you got any final words? No. Uh, thank you guys for listening. It's been fun doing this
1: so far. And yeah, can good go dead.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's getting but pretty yeah. good. We're catching our stride, I think. Uh we're getting the feel of what we uh who likes to go off on what? And uh did you try our... any
1: uh any seafood in Florida?
0: I did actually first time having calamari. There we go. Having calamari for the first time. You like so, it? Uh it was yeah, no, I did. Uh I dipped it. there was some sort of like I don't even know what it was. Some sort of like asian sauce I dipped it in. It was it was good. But um yeah, I yeah, haven't really been try like i'm not until recently honestly probably can credit haley for most of it but i i haven't been trying like i don't try many new foods and i feel like i've been experiencing a lot of new foods because of her because she's a kind of a foodie but it's there you go. so like, i call you got good food before it does have good move good food so that was that was fun but uh yeah what else do i have I had a I had a daiquiri first time having a daiquiri <laughs> Nice fruit punch daiquiri Boy, my stomach was hurting after that, though. It was all sugar, but um, there you go. We uh we had a good time down in Florida. Yeah.
1: I had uh I had some pick Whitney on Saturday.
0: Oh, how's your stomach feeling? Yeah, you know those little uh those, oh, those little shooters, shooters. Yeah, yeah. Got a
1: little pack, brought those out to the ice
0: house. So yeah, that's good to well, have actually those. At, I mean, look at what I got right here, a little little fireball shooter. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, got it for a Valentine's Day present from me Aileen. It was nice, you know, nice ripping fireball shooters. Uh, yeah. Well, shit, that about does it. Um, at some point we probably should get a little bit more of a schedule here on when we're recording these. But um, as of now we're just kind of firing them off when we can. So uh, getting these uh, getting better at practicing, right? I mean, these are yeah. just for fun. Hope some fans enjoy them. It's I think fun, they man.
1: do. Yeah. Go big. We'll be Hell in yeah. LA soon.
0: Well, we got Belgian fans, so maybe maybe that's our next location. That's so cool it's pretty sick well uh that'll do it for t- today's episode episode three tuesday february 15th we're recording it and uh i guess if you're listening when we drop it'll be wednesday so thanks for listening and uh peace. Come on, Dave. I'm going